0: I dreamed my life was done, and I stood before God's Son. It was time to see what my reward done my best to share, that Jesus really cares, and he would save if they Turn around and see. Then he showed me the faces of the ones who'd come because of me. So many faces that my life had led. I labored in lowly places That's when Jesus smiled And showed me all the faces He said though you did not see The yield You were faithful to plow At other times you helped me plant the seed, no matter how small the task, you did just as I asked. been set free, then he showed me the faces of the ones who'd come because of me. So many Labored in lowly places That's when Jesus smiled And showed me all the faces And for those years You thought nobody saw As you labored in lowly places One day he'll smile And show you all the faces, the faces, you'll see their faces.
1: song uh, we love their family love all the missionary families and all of you thank you for allowing us to come and uh, we got to watch a little charity for a little bit today we uh, really love that <laughs> uh, used to have family with little girls and so we we love meeting all the missionary kids and everything uh, we, we like to you know when you see a missionary kid come through you say well there's the the missionaries kids but we like to think of our kids as kid missionaries because really they're missionaries too they're going to the mission field. God has something for them to do. And, uh, and the girls come in. They help set up the table right away. They pass out the uh, prayer cards. And we want them to be involved and excited about ministry. We really do. And uh, God is good. And we uh, talked to you a little bit about ministry in the Philippines. Um, uh, it is a beautiful place. The uh, Philippines made up of 7,000 islands. One of the largest... Um, Fastest growing populations in all of Southeast Asia, almost 110 million people, and uh, there's just a great opportunity uh, for missionaries to go in. They're very receptive to the gospel. Um, I'll talk about. Well, let's turn our passage first, Psalm uh, 37. If you would go there, we'll we'll get started. 37. This has become my life verse. It is a, it is a verse that um, has really helped me. Uh, when I was struggling with the call, God, do you want us to go to the Philippines? How do I know? Um, God, how can you show me that? Well, God speaks to us through his word, and we really wanted something from God's word that would confirm that calling, and uh, that's what I found here in uh, Psalm uh, 37.4. Uh, we'll be in that verse. Uh, But let's pray before we get started. Uh, Ask God to help us. Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this church and for their faithfulness uh, to support missionaries. Thank you for being so good to us, Lord. I pray that you would just use this time and uh, use this uh, message to speak to the hearts of your people. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll be there. Um, I'm going to read one other passage here before we... Uh, get into that. And then I want to talk about ministry in the Philippines a little bit. I want to talk about our calling, how um, God confirmed that to us. Uh, But in Romans 10, um, I'll read a a few verses here. You don't have to turn there, but Romans 10, uh, verse number 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach, except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings, uh, uh, bring glad tidings of good things. So here we have um, in, in this passage some very obvious questions, um, and this is done for emphasis. But at the end of verse number fourteen it says, "How shall they hear without a preacher?" Well, the, the answer is not given, but it's it's very obvious. How how. Uh, shall they hear without a preacher? Of course they can't. There has to be a preacher. That's why we have missionaries sent all throughout the world. And then uh, we kind of focus on that, and you know, we have missions conferences, and we come through the door, and we're always welcome. We went to our hotel room. There was a basket there, a gift basket. You know, thank you so much for being a missionary. And we have here at the end of verse number 14, how shall they hear without a preacher? That's why we have missionaries. But then we have to continue on into verse number 15. And how shall they preach except they be sent? And here's another question that has an obvious answer. Of course they can't. Um, I can't go to the Philippines unless I'm sent to do that. Uh, We we can't go to Mexico. We can't go to Brazil. We can't go to Africa. All these places. Um, Yes, we can be called to preach to go. We go out on deputation to raise support. But you know what? If churches are not sending us, we're going to be on deputation forever. And we focus and we thank the missionaries and and that's great, but I just want to pause for a moment and thank you. Thank you for sending missionaries. Thank you for being faithful. Verse number 15. How shall they they preach except they be sent? We can't go. We can't do what God wants us to do unless local churches are sending us. So thank you. Thank you for sending missionaries. I wish I could go around and give every one of you a gift basket. Thank you for being so kind and gracious to us, but thank you for being a part of missions. Um, I always wondered... Um, how how does a missionary know where God wants them to go? I, I struggle with that. Um, when we come into missions conferences, I get asked a couple questions. First, what mission field are you going to? And I always tell them right away, the Philippines. The second most common question I get is, how old are you? And uh, <laughs> the last missions conference we were at, um, the, the pastor, we were sitting, or the, the main speaker, we were sitting at lunch with him, and he looked at me, and he, he looked at uh, my three girls and my wife, and he said, Man, I, 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 Brother Tom, I really thought your wife was just your oldest daughter. And uh, that's just offensive. <laughs> Do you want our support or not? <laughs> um, so I, I just have to take it. I roll with it, and that's the way it is. But uh, just to satisfy your curiosity, I am 34 years old, and my wife is nine months younger than me. Uh, but she doesn't age at all. She's just beautiful, and she doesn't age. And I, I've my age has progressed a little bit, and but that's okay. And uh, I, I'll just use that in the Philippines and Asian cultures. They they look at a man with gray hair as one with wisdom. I don't know about all that, but I have the gray hair, and so we'll we'll just use it. And God gave it to me for a reason. So, um, but I always wondered how does a missionary know where God has called them? And I'm always interested to hear how. The different missionaries were called into ministry. I look at some of the men in the Old Testament. um, I think of Moses. I've studied through his life. How was Moses called to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt? Well, God came to him in a burning bush. That was pretty obvious. Spoke to him audibly. I could tell you about a year ago, I could have really used a burning bush like Moses. God, do you want me to go to the Philippines or not? How, how, God, how are you going to confirm this to me? God speaks to us through his word. God gave me a verse here in Psalm chapter 37 and verse number 4. Let's read that. Let's read that and we'll hasten on. Bible says, well, let's read the first five verses. It says, Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way uh, unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. I want to say one thing uh, as we begin here. Uh, God has a desire and a purpose for your life. I I like to study um, astronomy, Uh, that's just kind of my background. I like space, I like to look at the moon, and uh, I used to study the Apollo program when we landed on the moon i just like i'm kind of nerdy that way uh that that's the stuff i like god has a purpose in all of his creation um there's verses in the bible i'll not go into all of those but god does exactly what pleases him and we see that in the book of psalms uh the bible says that god did what he pleased in creation and god did what he pleased when he created you he created you in the image of god there's nothing else in creation like that it's you and I want you to think about this uh, tonight. God did not make two of you. He just made one of you. There's no waste in God's creation. God has something that he wants you to do. I like to say my, I have my oldest daughter, Lucy Beeman, uh, there's only one Lucy Beeman in the world. And God's going to use her to do something specific. And he created her to do that. And he has something that he's going to do through her life that will bring him glory. And God has done the same thing for you. He didn't create two of you. There's something that God wants you to do. And so the natural question, uh, God, what is your desire for my life? What would you have me to do? Lord, would you have me to go to the mission field? Um, And I started to ask myself that question. And for many, it might just be serving in this local church, sending missionaries. But God has something for you to do. He has a desire for you. And there's a promise here in Psalm chapter 37. uh, We'll look at the verse number 4 again. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. And the second part of the verse... Uh, we'll break the verse down into two parts. Um, the second part is a promise from God. It's a conditional promise from God. It says, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. I used to think growing up, well, God, if, if I want a Ferrari, if I want to go on some great vacation, God, you're just going to give that to me, right? Because that's the desire I have in my heart. Um, the, the problem with that is there's a condition that has to be met here. And uh, once that condition is met, God has a desire for you. He will give you the desires of your heart. And um, my wife and I, when we we got married in uh, 2009, I'll back up, we, I met my wife at Pensacola Christian College in 2005. I was completely shy uh, with, with girls. I couldn't talk to them at all. I mean, it was embarrassing. Uh, I remember I I was sitting in class the very first day, and the teacher said, you might be sitting next to someone that you'll marry one day, and that turned out to be true for us. She was sitting right in front of me, and I thought she was beautiful right away. She was uh, Filipina, but I didn't know that. I didn't even know where the Philippines was, to be honest with you. My geography wasn't good. <laughs> I just knew this girl is beautiful. I want to get to know her. And um, I remember walking out of class, walking next to her, wanted to say hello. I couldn't even say hello. That's how bad it was. And <laughs> but, uh, long story short, we went on that first date, and my dad gave me some advice. He said, Tom, just ask her, ask her a bunch of questions. Just keep the conversation going. And so I did that, and I took it very literally, and I wrote down a bunch of questions, and we, we got on that first date, and I just started going through those questions, just hitting her with all the questions. It turned into an interrogation, not a first date, <laughs> uh, but the conversation kept going. It was good, um, but I, I wanted to get to know her, and she start, started to talk to me about the Philippines and what God was doing there, and then uh, 2009, we got married. In 2011, we started going to the Philippines. I remember the first time going into Manila, first time uh, I was born and raised here in Michigan where our family didn't travel very much, and um, I remember getting on the plane, going over the Pacific Ocean. I felt like I was Christopher Columbus, uh, <laughs> just going and discovering a new world. Where am I? And the Philippines just feels like a new world. Um, when you get off the plane, my senses were just completely overwhelmed, the need. Uh, just in the city of Manila alone, there's almost 20 million people. Um, there's, and in that same city, there's over 1 million homeless children. Uh, the poverty there is just uh, unreal. And I remember thinking, man, I'm so glad that there's missionaries going to the Philippines because they really need them here. But uh, my, my wife and I, we went to school. Um, I got saved when I was 9 years old. I gave my life to the Lord when I was 14. God, whatever you want me to do, I'll do that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's full-time missions, but God, I want to do that. Uh, I went to school for computer science and software engineering. My wife went to school for nursing. And uh, being a missionary full-time, that was not my mind. I never thought that I'd be on deputation all these years later uh, trying to get to the Philippines. But um, so we started going to the Philippines, and I saw the need right away. But honestly, my wife and I, we we studied really hard to get into the careers we were in. we got into our secular jobs. My wife went back to school uh, to become a nurse practitioner. She got her master's degree in nephrology. So if any of you have any questions about your kidney health, my wife can help you after church. <laughs> Free consultation. Uh, but honestly, my wife, in her field, um, she was very, very respected amongst the doctors and the clinicals and ho- hospitals that she was in. And um, you know, God was starting to call us to the Philippines. But I, I, did, I didn't know. God, how, how do I know that you want us to go there? We, we're going. We have a burden for the people. God, just show us. You know what God started to do? He started to change our desires. The condition for this verse uh, is the first part. We'll read that. Delight thyself also in the Lord. My wife and I, we started to delight in the Lord. And all the desires for the things that we had in this world, God started to change those things. I went to... Um, school for computer science and software engineering after i got out of school i got all the industry certifications i could i wanted to be successful i wanted to get the things that my parents never got to get uh, i we were involved in church we were faithful there we taught in sunday school i was in rock of ages prison ministry uh, we were in um, uh, nursing home ministry we wanted to be involved but you know what we had some other desires and honestly they were they were worldly desires. And I'm not saying if you have a house, if you have nice things, that's bad. But you know what? My wife and I, we got into one house, and that house wasn't nice enough. We need to get another one. So we got a custom house built. And we started climbing the corporate ladder of success. And before we were 30 years old, uh, we got into uh, senior-level positions. And God just blessed. He kept blessing. And you know what? Uh, that pull from all those things kept, kept pulling on us. We got into that nice house, and we started rubbing shoulders with the doctors and CEOs. And their houses were a little bigger than ours. And so we had to go and we had to get the next house. And before we knew it, all of our time was occupied in our careers and, and getting more things. And I'd have to look back and say, man, what, what, have, what are we doing for the Lord? We have one life to live. One day we're going to have to stand before God as, as Christians, the judgment seat of Christ, and give an account for what we've done for him with what he has given us. I'd have to look back at all that stuff. Can I exchange this for a crown for Jesus? What, what, what can I do with all of this? And God started to change our desires. So my question to you, um, are your desires being ordered by the Lord? God has something for you to do, and it's not just to accumulate things. We can fall in that trap so easily in this country. Be very careful of that, and that's what happened to us. And we kept getting things, and God was blessing, but um, he changed our desires. I want to look at just three things, and we'll be finished. What does it mean to delight ourselves in the Lord? How do we do that? You might say, Brother Tom, yes, I would love to know what God's desire is for me. There might even be one here that would say, yes, I'd like to go to the mission field. I'm just, I'm not sure, is that God's desire for me? Where where would God have me to go? And I had those same questions. So let's look at, what does it mean to delight ourselves in the Lord? Number one, I think we need to evaluate our relationship with God. You say, Brother Tom, I would love that promise that God has here in Psalm 37, 4. Yes, I want to know exactly what God's desire for me is. Number one, I think the delight in the Lord, you need to evaluate your relationship with God. Psalm uh, 139.23 says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. When I first uh, met Jen uh, at college, I started asking her questions. I wanted to know everything about her. And, and that was a constant thing. And even to this day, I want to know more and more about my wife. In our relationship with God, let's never be satisfied with where we're at with our relationship with God. When we, when we open the Bible to do our devotions, we should always go in with the attitude, God, I want to know you more. God, I know you this much, but I, I want our relationship to be even better. How's your relationship with God? Number two, I think that we need to be willing. Here's the promise. God would give you the desires of your heart. Maybe God would call someone here to go to the mission field. And are you willing to go? In 2011, at the end of our mission trip, we were on the island of Buswanga. We have a little star on it in the back there. I remember sitting with just me and my wife. If God wanted us to go to the Philippines, are we willing to go? Would we go here? I think you have to be willing. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. You have to be willing to do whatever God would ask you to do. And then in 2016, we were on another mission trip to the Philippines. A national pastor came up to me and he said, Tom, you've been coming to the Philippines all this time now. Why don't you pray about coming here full time as a missionary? Why did he have to say that? I had all the comforts I wanted right here in America. I had, we had the house of our dreams, 5,600 square feet, five bathrooms. We were on a lake. We had it. We were set. We're going to grow old in this house. This is it. And here's this national pastor asking me, Tom, pray about it. You know what, I, we got back to the States. I prayed about it just a little bit, but I kind of left it alone. And here's what God did. Um, he started to strengthen my heart. Psalm 27:14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. You might be in the situation where you say, Brother Tom, I think I am delighting in the Lord. I think my relationship with God is where it should be. I believe that, yes, I am willing to do whatever God would ask me to do. Uh, but then you might say, I'm just not sure yet. And in 2016, I just wasn't sure. And we waited. You know what God did? He started to strengthen that desire until that was the only desire in our hearts. All those things, all those other desires that we had, God started to take those away. I remember sitting in a meeting at work. um, I work at uh, Consumers Energy. Many of you probably know who that is. uh, As an infrastructure architect. And when I sit at the table, I'm supposed to be a subject matter expert for backup and uh, disaster recovery and storage engineering. And uh, there was a lot of talk about ransomware, and the, and the, the company's scared about it. And uh, no one going to buy any uh, consumer stock right now. i <laughs> not to give you any uh, insider info. but um, <laughs> No, but I had to have an answer. But you know what? The only thing I could think about is what God was going to do in the Philippines. The lost souls that were going to be saved. Uh, we we want to go to the island of, of Mindoro. There's an indigenous tribe there. Um, called the Mungyans, and they're largely unreached. They did a survey of the island. There's over a thousand villages uh, unreached with the gospel. We want to go there, and that's all I could think about. God, uh, what will you do with us in the Philippines? And I was texting my wife underneath the table. We were so excited. God changed our desires. Are your desires ordered by the Lord? I believe if God wants you to go to the mission field, God will give you that desire. Uh, if God wants you to do something, a ministry, right here in this local church, I believe he'd give you that desire. You, are you delighting in him? Is your delight the Lord? How's your relationship with God? Are you willing to do whatever he would ask you to do? Sometimes you're just going to need to wait. Wait. Um, I'm so thankful for missions conferences and missionaries. Um, I heard that great testimony this evening about missionaries coming into a country. We have a kind of a similar story. Many years ago, an American missionary came to the Philippines My wife's family is from the Philippines, and uh, a missionary knocked on her grandmother's door. Uh, They were lost, and her grandmother came to Christ, an American missionary, and their family got saved and went to seminary, and then they came to the United States, and my wife was born and uh, brought up in a Christian home. Now we get to go back all these years later to the Philippines. What an honor. You know what? When a missionary comes in, don't feel pity for them. Don't feel sorry for them. We are excited. We're doing what God wants us to do. This is like, this is the greatest. Um, uh, if God wants you to be a missionary, don't feel hesitant about that. Some people think that you know, a missionary now, they're just gonna lose out on life. Their life is diminished in some way. They're, they're not gonna have fun anymore. Um, we, we sold that house. We got into a little rental home. We're out of that. We're just in our minivan now. And it, it sounds really tough, but you know what? We're so happy. Our marriage has never been better. Our, our family. Uh, we love doing what God wants us to do. And uh, when you step out by faith, you'll see, thing, you'll see God do things that you would never see any other way. Are uh, you living your life by faith? The Bible says the just uh, shall live by faith. I have to say, a lot of my life I just live living by sight, living by what was comfortable, living, by, living kind of a risk-free, uh, comfortable Christian life. Don't let those things stop you from stepping out in faith if God wants you to do something for him. Are you delighting in him? God has a desire for your life. God will give you that desire. Delight in him. That's what my wife and I did, and God confirmed our calling to the Philippines. We're so excited about going. Uh, We're at about 63% right now. Lord willing, we'll be on the field uh, next year. So just pray for us. But thank you so much for allowing us to come. It's an honor to be here with all of you. Let's pray, and then Pastor Ucum. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for this good church and for their support for missions. Uh, It's a blessing, Lord. Uh, I pray that you would use this verse, this promise from your word. Uh, I pray that we would all delight in you, Lord, that you would give us the desires of our heart. Thank you, Lord, for, for it, and we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all
2: stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed tonight. Has God spoken to your heart tonight? We've heard great messages. We've sang songs, songs that would touch our hearts. Has the Holy Spirit of God spoken to you tonight? We've heard wonderful testimonies. People that just like us, just like persons sitting in a seat tonight, that God worked in their life, that God called. Has God spoken to your heart tonight? It might be tonight that you're here and God is really pulling at your heart right now. God is directing in your life to perhaps for you to surrender to the mission field. It might be just to simply say, Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. We hear a common theme with the testimonies that we hear of these missionaries. They they came to the place where they just said, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. I'm willing to go wherever you want me to go. That's where it starts. You say, "I don't know that God's calling me to be a missionary." Well, would you just say, "Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do, no matter what it is, Lord." Would you just say, "Lord, put that in my heart as the desire that I have, Lord. Change my desires for you." Is God speaking to your heart tonight? You're here tonight. You say, "Yes, I, I want. I want God to work in my life." I want for my desire to be His desire. I want God to lead me. I want to, I want to follow the Lord. Is that your desire tonight? Would you lift your hand up and say, yes, that's my desire. That's what I want in my life. That's what I want in my life. God bless me. You, put your hands down. Tonight I want to invite you. Would you come to the altar and give your life to the Lord? Would you come to the altar and say, Lord... I want my delight to be in you. Would you come and say, Lord, change my heart. You might be like the the, the testimony we just heard. Brother Beeman, as he looked back at his life and he said, is this going to buy a crown? How are you living your life right now? Is God speaking to your heart tonight? Would you come? Would you offer yourself to the Lord and say, Lord, use me. God speaking to your heart, won't you listen? Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for God will last. You might be here tonight and the thought of being a soul winner is a challenge to you. How hard is it to give out a gospel track? To share with what God has done for you. Maybe you've gotten weary in well-doing. You used to be a soul winner. You used to share the gospel. We've heard testimonies tonight of how God used just a simple track. Be encouraged. God has a special purpose for your life. You are special in God's eyes. How is God working in your life? Will you let him? Thank you so much for that message, brother. B.